on today's Locked On Texans. The gang's back together as Brandon K. Scott joins the show. And we get into them YouTube comments. But first, let's start the countdown. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Locked On Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more on cash back on your first tank of gas. I'm super excited for today's show as the Houston Texans have had a, I think, a very positive week in terms of where they have been and where they are right now, but more importantly, where they can go as they announced the Levy Smith hiring with Nick Casario at the press conference. Those two were in unison, and we get Brandon Cake Scott from 16 Radio on to discuss what he thought about it, his takeaways. But before we dive into that, of course, let's take a look at those YouTube comments. It's Friday, so we love diving into those YouTube streets and seeing what's going on, what you guys are talking about. Steven Poindexter, and this is on the top takeaways from Lovey Smith introductory press conference uh, from a couple of days ago. He mentioned that this will help get Desmond King and Justin Reed back. Hopefully they can draft Kyle Hamilton. King, Johnson, Reed, and Hamilton would be a great secondary. And I've seen a lot of people high on Kyle Hamilton. I think that if Kyle Hamilton is your go-to guy, you may be okay with moving on from Reed. However, Reed is one of those players where he's very smart in his position, knows how to play safety. And when things are consistent around him, then he plays a whole lot better. So I do think that I'm not 100% sure about Justin Reed. Maybe he considers it more than what he did beforehand, before Levy Smith was brought in to be the next head coach. However, when I look at a Desmond King, I do see Houston being able to retain Desmond King off the fact of, you know, one of your best years was under Levy Smith. How about we just bring that back, run it again, and let's see what we can do. Scott Markham, uh, this is on the same episode, in the YouTube comments mentioned that he will fail like most black coaches have. Uh, there has only been two black coaches that have winning records. Dungy and Tomlin are the only winning record black head coaches. And to that, I would like to say, well, let's not forget about uh, Lovey Smith himself. He has a winning record with 87 and 85 total overall, uh, along with Jim Caldwell. He also has a winning record under his belt. And listen, guys, you know, I do think that Nick Casario uh, may be pointed at kind of answer this question about the success rate for black coaches. And he mentioned that we have to be willing and committed. I mentioned this on yesterday's show, how I think those are very important words to hear. Uh, but I do think that the Houston Texans set up Lovey Smith better than what they could have with David Cully. Number one, first and foremost, you will be picking in the first round. You will bring in a coach. Well, you did bring in a coach that your general manager, the front office, the scouts, all of the execs can trust and work hand in hand. Guys, I don't think you want to overplay, excuse me, underplay the amount of times of 
when Nick Casario mentioned that they have a working relationship and they may disagree. However, Levy Smith is respectful in saying his opinion and Nick Casario is receptive as well throughout the weeks of last season. I think this will continue when we see how they will work going forward as he is now the head coach. And so we look at a lot of these African-American head coaches in the past, and we may think that they were not set up properly, but I feel that Lovey Smith, at least in year one, will be set up better than uh, maybe most African-American head coaches in their first go-round, but specifically speaking to David Cully, who was Houston's last head coach, happened to be African-American. Uh, he walked into a situation that was terrible. David Cully uh, will not, I'm sorry, Lovey Smith will not replicate the same mess that David Cully uh, had to go through last year. So I think that's a positive. And before we get out of here, my man Everett, Everett Texas Hatch, over 600 in terms of subscribers. Excellent, my brothers. And man, we just want to say thank you. But thank you, Everett. Thank you to everybody who subscribes to the Locked On Texans podcast, that comments, that likes, that shares. Make sure you give us those listen on iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or wherever you find your podcast. Uh, we are free on all the major podcasting platforms. And this upcoming Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, you guys are going to like this. And some of you have been asking for this for a very long time now, the crossover shows between all of the Houston sports teams. Well, we were finally able to get this done, set it up this upcoming Thursday at the Social Beer Garden. The Locked On Rockets, the Locked On Astros, the Locked On Texans, all three Locked On brands for the Houston Texans, I mean for the Houston sports area, will be meeting at the uh, the Social Beer Garden, the ultimate Locked On crossover event, again, this upcoming Thursday, which will include Locked On Astros, Locked On Rockets, and here us here with the Locked On Texans. And so you don't want to miss it. It'll start at 7. Recording will start at 9. Get out there. Let's get out there early. Hey, I'll be in a crowd before we start recording. If you guys know me, I'm a people person. I like to mix and mingle with the people. Let's have a beer. Let's have a drink. Let's talk sports. And we can talk about the Rockets too, man. We are not looking good. Uh, however, if the Nets continue to go down that road, we will look better in the draft. Thank you, James Harden, for continuously blessing us as you are no longer with our franchise. Brandon K. Scott coming up. Cannot wait to discuss this press conference from this week. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props and more odds and more lines than ever before as football continues the march to the Super Bowl this Sunday. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports action, scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season because BetOnline is where the game starts. And Locked On Texas fans, Locked On Rockets fans, Locked On Astros fans, hey, listen, you guys are going to meet us next Thursday at the Beer Garden. And some of you may be low on gas, right? We get it. It happens. It's Houston. Gas is going up. You may not want to travel too much. Or you may forget that nighttime to go fill up the tank. However, if you need to fill up your tank, don't hesitate to download the Get Upside app. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play 
right now. Use promo code touchdown for NFL or score for college for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code touchdown for NFL or score for college. And continuing here on this Friday installment of Locked On Texans after a crazy week, you know we had to get our guy, Mr. Brandon K. Scott from Sports Radio 610. Brandon, really quick before you go, true story. Me and Brandon sitting up in, in the press box of the Toyota Center watching the Rockets get their ass handed to them by the New Orleans Pelicans. And before we get ready for Steven Silas, Mark Berman breaks the news that all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Lovey Smith is now the Texans' number one head coaching candidate. What's going on, Brandon? Man, I'm talking about you. Talk about a change of temper, and not just that. Not just that. Mind you, the entire weekend and even the week before, forever, basically, we had been under the understanding, at least that Josh McCown was going to be hired. We were just mm-hmm. basically waiting on the news to be announced. You know, it was just a formality at that point. We had, obviously, the Brian Flores lawsuit and the weather that happened last week. Mm-hmm. And all of that put together seemed like, okay, maybe, that, maybe they'll wait a little bit longer. But we still expected them <laughs> to do that. And then, yes. I kid you not, I kid you not, I'm there. I've communicated with my boss at 16 about what we, you know, some of our planning and what we're going to do. Let's be ready. We got this in the can. We got that in the can. This is what we're, we're going to be ready in the moment because we already know what's going to happen. So I've been communicating with him about that throughout the day. And no joke, I'm sitting there with you and Sarge and uh, Kim, and Kim was there. Kim was there. And I'm sitting there and I get a text from my boss says, turn around. And he's sitting there. So I, we both ended up at the Rockets game. Of course, I'm there to work. He was there to take his family. I didn't even know he was coming. And we dapped up, talked about, oh, man, this Josh McCown thing is about to happen, man. We could, you know, whatever, whatever. An hour later, I'm talking about an hour later. <laughs> an hour later, it was, nope. Nope, nope. That's not what's gonna happen. Doesn't look like that's what's gonna happen at all. It looks like they've uh took the temp- took the temperature of the room, took the temperature of the room, see where where the wind was blowing, <laughs> and uh, they decided that uh that they was gonna go a different direction. So uh, it's been quite the week, hell of a week, man. Man, I gotta ask you, Brandon, sitting there at that press conference when they announced it, uh, did you get a sense of stability, a sense of direction when you heard Lovey Smith, who by the way loves being from Big Sandy? loves being from the state of texas and it really seems like he can embody the the old school feel of winning football for houston at least based off that press conference alone because i thought he won the press conference did you get any feelings or sense of okay now there's a new dawn and a new day for houston texas football you know john i i did i did but i can't say i was overly impressed by it because i didn't expect anything less like I would, I would have been disappointed if we didn't get that. So, so he he met. I wouldn't say exceeded. He met every expectation that I had for him specifically, and uh, that expectation was high to begin with. So, uh, so yes, it, it felt like everything that you just mentioned, that everything that you just said, uh, like a more of like a presidential CEO leader type, old school, uh, can command a room. Uh, comes in with built-in respect and 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 a level certain level of dignity dignity that comes with being Lovey Smith. Um, I, I said going in, uh, you know, when the announcement was made the day before. So I guess on Monday, I said going into Tuesday, I said, look, when we do this press conference tomorrow, tomorrow meaning Tuesday at the time, 
Lovey Smith ain't got anybody got to sell me on Lovey Smith. You know, one of my <laughs> one of my colleagues was was talking about, hey, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what the sales pitch is going to be because the the process mm-hmm. seemed kind of wonky, and and in some ways haphazard, and in some ways reactionary. But beyond that, I said, look, to to make up for the process, they don't have to explain Lovey Smith to me. They don't have to sell me on that. I, I know who Lovey Smith is. I know what he's about. There's a track record. I've I've, I've lived through it. Like his his head coaching tenure goes along with my football following life. <laughs> so like, Lovey Smith is coming up as the you know coaching in the Super Bowl. My either maybe senior year in high school, maybe you know. So I'm like, you know, I know Lovey Smith. I don't, I don't need you to explain that to me. And then we just had him last year as the defensive coordinator. Upgraded the defense significantly. Uh, maybe not totally in production, but certainly in the takeaways department. And so I said, look. You know who I need to be sold on? Cal McNair, mm. Nick Casario, Jack Easterby, the powers that be. Everybody above Lovey Smith was the people that I still, at that time and still, and, and so on and so forth until they prove it. Those are people that I still need to be sold on. And I'll give them credit for, even if it was accidentally, for landing on what is about as good as, uh, of a hire as you can expect when you're in the state of a franchise that the, that the Texans are in. I know it's a little bit better than it was last year, but I, I said this on Twitter. I was like, man, look, if you root for the Texans and if you follow the Texans and, and again, if you root for them, want good things to happen for them, you don't really get to ask for and expect better than Lovey Smith. That's by what you hmm. get. You know, I do want to also, Cody, if you don't mind, I do want to bring in some background because you mentioned that the selling points didn't need from be didn't need to be from Lovey Smith. It needed to be from the powers that be. And I thought Nick Casario may have had one of his pre- best com- press conferences uh, during his two years, ten years so far with the Houston Texans. But on yesterday's podcast, I mentioned how I would have liked to seen Cal McNair actually up there in unison with those two. Uh, do you think that he it would have been better if he was up there doing the press conference, taking questions with them as well as we saw Shad Khan do in Jacksonville with Doug Peterson and the uh, and Trip Bolt? I think it would be better if if we felt he was capable. You know, I, I feel like it would be better if that was a thing that he was actually good at. And it's just not. And I, I think that that part is okay. He doesn't necessarily have to be a public speaker. It would be just flat out to answer your question. Yes, it would be better in, in the interest of transparency um, and, and in the interest of the fans. I do think, and who I think Cal McNair does actually care. I just think he's been clueless at times. But I think it would be good in the interest of all of us, quite honestly, to have the the owner, the person who the buck stopped with, stops with, the person, the one person who can't be fired, right? It'd be good to hear from that person from an accountability standpoint and from a transparency standpoint, yes. But do I think it would have been a strategic play, a good strategic play on their part? Probably not, probably not, especially given that there were issues to tackle with this particular hire that weren't just about hiring Lovey Smith. You know, it wasn't just about the Houston Texans. You know, there were things that were going on that are that are going on right now with the league and with and surrounding this hire that I think are a little um, maybe a little bit above what Cal McNair is able to handle. Maybe got a little bit more like you want a savvy if you're from the Texans perspective, you want a more savvy media person in terms of like answering questions from the media to field the questions about you know, race in the NFL, alleged racist hiring practices. Brian Flores talking about he didn't get the job because he filed the lawsuit. 
you know, um, like all of these other sort of, I don't want to trivialize and call them ancillary issues, but all these issues around not just rah, 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 let's root for the Houston Texans, go Texans type of stuff, you know, things that went beyond that. I think having Cal up there would have been, you know, how we're talking about how they won the press conference. Lovey Smith looked, you know, looked like Lovey Smith and Nick Casario had one of his better days. You know, I feel like if Kyle's up there answering questions, um, he's either going to be, you know, fumbling or Nick Casario and Hannah are going to be jumping in, trying to, you know, trying to help him out. And I just don't <laughs> think it would have been a great look. You know, they control the environment, you know, so use that to your advantage and don't overexpose your leader. And uh, I think they did a good job of that. Would I've liked to have heard from him? Would I like to him for him to be better uh, with answering questions and, and speaking publicly? Uh, sure, sure. Um, but I, I will say that he was available, and this doesn't do anything for our, for the fans. I understand. So you guys forgive me, but Cody, you you saw this as well. He was available at times, sort of off the record and, and away from the camera, to chit chat with media. Um, some who just wanted to say hello and others who might have wanted to talk to him a little bit but uh but he was available and accessible i'll give him that much credit um but public speaking just ain't his thing Hmm. brandon really quick before moving on i want to get your opinion and your thoughts on your trust level with nick asirio following this hiring um because it seems like nick isn't going to be micromanaging lovey smith and getting into the way of everything that has to do with coaching like he did with david cully last season well, I'll say this about that. I just hope that Nick don't have to hire no more coaches. <laughs> I, I hope that the next time, this is nothing against Nick uh, personally or anything, but I just hope that the next time that a, that a coach needs to be hired, that it's somebody else that's doing it, quite honestly. And, and that's not the, that's not a criticism mm-hmm. of, Lovey, of the Lovey Smith hire. That's a, more of a criticism of the process that led us there. Mm-hmm. But I think that he ultimately landed in a good spot. I'll give him credit for that. But uh, you give me David Cully. And then you stumble and fumble your way onto a dude that was on your staff for a year already. Ugh, I don't know. I don't have much kind of confidence in building the team, getting players. Like I think the jury is still out on that. And I'm, you know, I'm not down on him necessarily. I thought he had a decent draft. Um, you swung and miss and swung and hit. Uh, and I'm not like home runs or anything, but swung and miss and, and swung and hit on some of his uh, free agent signings. Um, I thought some of his trades were wacky. But no, I think I feel like he's been doing fine on the player acquisition standpoint, or at least it's it's just still too early to really say. But no reason to be like super, super alarmed outside of some of those trades Um, and maybe some of his views on how expendable a draft pick is. Uh, There's room to just just to disagree on that, quite honestly, philosophically. But hiring coaches, I've seen enough. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. Don't want to see it no more. Uh, that, that's what I say about that. Like, as far as confidence in hiring coaches, man, I don't know if he's overthinking it or underthinking it or what. But, 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 man, you gave me David Cully for a year, only to only to land on on Lovey Smith, which is, which is what, like, <laughs> like if you had access to Lovey Smith a year ago, if you had any kind of ability to sort of, like, let's say he didn't want to do it, how much money would it have taken? What would you have needed to do to convince him to do that? I didn't understand that at at, at the time. It was like, how is David Cully here? But like we got coaches like David, David, I'm sorry, Lovey Smith, 
James Campen, and Pep Hamilton are on the staff. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> highly respected assistant coaches from across the league. And it's like, I'm not saying they should have hired James Campen or, or or Pep Hamilton, but all three of those dudes sound like better ideas than David Cully at the time. And it just really confused the hell out of me. So, um, so yeah, no, don't want to see him hire, hire no more coaches. I'm good on that. Texan fans, of course, I'm here to tell you about an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about with GetUpside. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL or SCORE for college for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill up. That's cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Again, get cash back using GetUpside and download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL or SCORE for college. And BetOnline has you covered this season with more props and more odds and more lines than ever before as football continues its walk to the Super Bowl this Sunday. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 22 season. BetOnline is where the game starts. Welcome back, Locked On Texan fans, and thank you for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Be sure to check out Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q with handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It's also free and available on all major podcasting platforms. And continuing here with this Friday installment of Locked On Texans, you guys see we have our friend, our brother, Mr. Brandon K. Scott from Sports Radio 610. Brandon, last year the Houston Texans, as we all know, went 4-13. and There was the laughing stock of the league. Everything was surrounding this organization had to do with either Jack Easterby or Deshaun Watson. But as I think we all can agree, the Texans are at least on the right track of revamping their organization with Lovey Smith as head coach. However, it does not matter about everything that was said during that media press conference on Tuesday. At the end of the day, people want to see results on the field. Brandon, do you feel under Lovey Smith, the Houston Texans will have a better season and win more games? Yeah, I mean, I think, excuse me, I think it's a it's, it's a tough question or, or like a tough thing to consider because like while I feel good about the Lovey Smith hire and I think mm-hmm. that he is a good coach and will be good for the team, you know, it, it still feels like a lot of time was wasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just, just a waste of time. Like 2021 might go down as, it won't be their worst season ever, right? But it'll go down as I think one of their most, uneventful seasons and we're just talking about football no i said uneventful i'm not i'm not talking about the, all of the the outside headlines because obviously with deshaun watson and the jackies to be lingering and all of that stuff like mm-hmm. all those were topical but the football itself i feel like it will go down as one of the more eventful uh, uneventful seasons in um in franchise history and so uh and so from that standpoint, and then when you think about the, the time wasted in hiring David Cully, like no one can, no one has ever been able to explain that to me. And I don't know if anyone ever will be. And so I will just never understand what we were doing, what, <laughs> what we were doing with our time. When I say we, I mean the collective, we, the Texans themselves, us media, us. Uh, the fans, like, I just don't know what we were doing with our time with that. And so that felt like, felt like such a waste. And so for that, I, you know, I, I, I got some regret about that being the case. Um, I, I've, I've heard this point made, and I mostly agree with it. 
that it doesn't feel like the rebuilds really started. Like, like it feels like it's, it's just starting right now. Like, like it started on Tuesday, you know. And you know, Nick Casario been here since you know last January. So, like, yeah. To answer your question, I do think that Lovey Smith can be successful. Um, I'm hopeful and, and and honestly optimistic about Lovey Smith. I think he is a somewhat underrated coach. Um, had a hell of a run in Chicago, as we know, went to the Super Bowl, had multiple 10 win seasons, including mm-hmm. his last one, including his last one in which they fired him. Right. And then he goes to Tampa. And I know the record there is unimpressive, but like I feel like it's referenced a lot of times without context. Right. Like mm-hmm. like they don't treat that run like, like they treat that run like he was in Chicago and it's like now nah, Tampa looked more like Houston when he was there as far as like hmm. roster wise and what he was working with and even there he had an improvement I feel like they either went from two games to six or three games I mean they had like a two two to four game improvement or something so I don't have it right in front of me but they improved in his two seasons and then they decided that what was best for Jameis Winston was to develop him through um was it cutter their 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 offensive uh oh man i think it was their offensive coordinator um so he so either way uh like they they moved on from him i think somewhat unfairly and too early uh that's and that's not to say he was gonna coach him to the super bowl or that he was gonna develop Jameis winston but i don't feel like he was really given a chance to do the thing that a coach needs to do or given the chance that a coach needs to do the thing that they wanted him to do, which is to turn that thing around. Mm-hmm. And so um, and so I, I like to keep that in context. And then Illinois, like I know that was a bad run, but I don't view that as comparable to, to being in the NFL at all. Like like use, playing with the, the guys that don't make it to Ohio State and Michigan and Michigan State, playing with the, the somewhat of the scraps of the Big Ten, I ain't going to really be mad at you for losing. Mm-hmm. Nah. And Brandon, really quick, um, I do want to ask you this. You know, we talk a lot about Lovey Smith being a head coach and stuff, but how important was it for you to see Lovey Smith and the Houston Texans keep Pep Hamilton around, especially considering that there were some teams that was putting in some offers to see whether or not they could steal Hamilton away? Yeah, I know I know the head coaching hire is the headline, and that's the thing, the main thing to talk about. And for for the right reasons, for good reason, I get it. But I think I might have even said this to y'all before. I, I know I've definitely said it publicly that I was most interested to see who the offensive coordinator was going to be. That was what mm-hmm. I had like the most personal interest in. So like head coach, all right. Well, only as much as interest that I had in that was who's your offensive coordinator going to be. You know what I mean? Like I was kind of I was a little bit indifferent on the head coach so far as who his offensive coordinator is going to be. That's what mattered to me because I think that was what was wrong with this team for the most part. Not having good enough players and having an unimaginative, boring offense that has not been good in the seven or eight years that has existed here in Houston. So, like, I wanted to get that thing up out of here. Now, Pep Hamilton, to your question, I don't know if that's exactly what's going to happen, uh, but I do feel better about him as a play caller feel better about him as an offensive mind, feel better about him as a developer of talent, particularly at the QB position. Um, I know that he likes to run a power run game uh, or have a power run game as a part of his arsenal. Um, you'll see, like, I know my guy Seth Payne at Sports Radio 16 talks a lot about, hey, man, you're going to see a lot of, you know, four guys on three 
you know, a lot of a lot of that um, up front. And so I think that what they need at this point is to go find some road graders for their interior offensive line and uh, and upgrade that that running back position to where it's not like some type of AARP situation like it was last year. You know, and Rex Burkhead is cool and all, but that like I mean, that can't be your your best running back. Rex Burkhead cannot be your best running back. I don't care who's calling the plays. You know, uh, it's just it just cannot be that. So hopefully, you know, they give him some tools to work with, and from there, you know, this offense looks a lot better and a lot more interesting. And you know, I'm hoping Davis Mills takes that next step and proving me wrong. Um, I'm rooting for that. And um, yeah, no, I, that that to me. Pep to me, like personally, is 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 the thing, um, or the the key here in the difference between the Texans going from bad to okay, or whatever you view them as, to like respectable. You know that that to me is the difference. Like Pep, along with whatever Nick Casario is able to surround him with, I think that the head coaching, quite honestly, like Lovey Smith is respectable he's a leader and i don't think he's going to be like some type of yes man or like somebody that they're going to be be able to just uh you know control or like puppet master or anything but i do think that more than anything lovey is probably more agreeable and on the same page as leadership and like like he's going to voice his opinion and it's going to be there but by and large i do still think that a lot of the coaching a lot of the in-game management, a lot of the things that we might peg a head coach for is going to be co- collaborative stuff between Lovey and Nick Casario, who just can't help himself, man. He can't help himself. So, like, that's to say Nick Casario is going to be the associate head coach, not in title, but we know what time it is. We know what this is about. That's not going to be that much different from last year. The only difference is you got somebody with a track record and who can go up there and not embarrass himself at a press conference. Um, you got somebody who, like, if if in his headset, uh, Lovey's like, all right, guys, what y'all think about this? Should we go for it or should we let him score? It'll compute if whatever the answer is. It will compute to him, and he will do said thing that they all agree on is the right thing to do. That type, Those are little differences, but – the significance of this to me is Pep Hamilton and the offense looking different, having a different play caller. Um, I could not be more excited about that. I think we should name this, this podcast No More AARP Running Back Group. Uh, no more multiple ones. Just like if you got oh just, one, just one. Like we got Rex Burhead. So we don't, like you didn't need. Mark Ingram, Rex Burkhead, David Johnson. Like, how old was, was, was we trying to get? How many miles? It felt like they were trying to accumulate, see how many miles they could get. Hey, in at, one point, at one point, it felt like the Texans were just uh, Astro Van away. <laughs> old people love Vans, man. I will say this. this they locked on Texas. They was, they was peppermint, a couple of peppermints. They yeah, like, the, you know, uh, the like you only find in church. church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly like. what it was with that running back group. I will say the Locked On Texas podcast for today kind of looks like the Houston Texas coaching staff. Look at us. Look at us in February. Look at us. Thank you guys for checking out the Locked On Texas podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm John, so sports guy Hickman. And, of course, I'm joined by Cody Davis. Before we get out of here, Brandon K. Scott, of course, every single time we got to, 
let the people know where they can find all of your work on Twitter, B-Block Podcast, the whole nine. Yeah, man. So y'all y'all check me out at the B-Block Podcast. I've gotten much more regular on it in 2021. It's something that toward the end of, I'm sorry, 2022, I'm stuck in last year somehow, but it's something that at the end of 2021 that I decided I really wanted to do and really put a lot more energy into. And so y'all make sure y'all check out the B-Block Podcast. You can find that on Spotify or on Apple. And you can follow me at Brandon K. Scott on Twitter, where um, those episodes are, are usually posted. And you can just kind of stay up to date. So please do that. Make sure y'all do that. And uh, like I said uh, all the time, if y'all like this podcast, I'm pretty sure you'll like that one. <laughs> Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Peace.